Well, if I am the president on day one, we will nix central bank digital currency. Done, dead, not happening in this country. Hey, what's up, folks? So Ron DeSantis said on day one, if he's president, that he'll ban central bank digital currencies from America. So I think the Fed may try to do something unilaterally. So what we did in Florida is we basically passed a law that says we do not recognize CBDC in the state of Florida. And I think other states are probably gonna follow suit. And he also said he already did it in Florida, which is true. I'm gonna talk about that and also Vivek Ramaswamy's performance in this short show. God bless you, show starts now. It's the Dream Rare Podcast, welcome to the show. The way to get the news at the desk or on the road, let's go. God is great and success in our control. The world is crazy, but we get better from obstacles. What's going on, everybody? We got a late night special show for you guys. I saw this clip. I thought it was super cool, and I'm going to talk about it in a second after, but I want you to see the full clip. It's from the summit today. Ron DeSantis said on day one, he would ban central bank digital currencies in America. And regardless of what you think of him, I think this is a conversation everyone needs to have because this is one of the many ways that I believe they will try to control us more in the future. So let's take a watch at the full clip. So um, how concerned are you that in the wake of whatever the next economic disruption that we're going to face is, and everyone kind of feels like maybe there's something coming, um, that will wind up with digital currency issued by the central bank? Well, if I am the president on day one, we will nix central bank digital currency. Done, dead, not happening in this country, in the state of Florida, because the Fed has been talking about this. Oh yeah. And what the Fed said was, well, you know, we wouldn't do it without consulting the legislative and executive branches. Ideally, we would get a law passed. No, 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 no. That's not how the Constitution says. It's only ideal that you get a law passed. You would have to get a law passed. I don't think Congress would pass that. So I think the Fed may try to do something unilaterally. So what we did in Florida is we basically passed a law that says we do not recognize CBDC in the state of Florida. And I think other states are probably gonna follow suit. That will jam their ability to do it through executive action. They don't have authority to do it. There'd be lawsuits and everything. For those who don't know what CBDC is, what they want to do, and this is tied in with like Davos, World Economic Forum, all these people. They want the Fed, they wanna get rid of cash, they want no cryptocurrency, and they want this to be the sole form of legal tender. And they have said this publicly at like Davos and these other places. It will allow them to prohibit, quote, undesirable purchases like fuel and ammunition. And so the minute you give them the power to do this, they are gonna impose a social credit system on this country. CBDC is a massive threat to American liberty, on January 20th, 2025, it goes to the ash heap of history in this country. So if you, if you were to become president, and previous presidents have discovered this, so you... All right, so I want to say a few things real quick about this. The first thing is, you know, watch actions, not words. A lot of people talk, a lot of people promise a lot of things. Ron DeSantis actually did this. He he led the charge as far as I believe. I don't know if there's another governor before. I don't believe so. But he's already banned and put legislation forward and signed legislation, I believe, to ban central bank digital currencies from Florida. Hopefully other Republicans follow suit. But he really did lead the way on a governor level already with this. So his words do match his actions here. Uh, I think it's a huge, huge thing. 
one of the things that I see with Republicans is a lot of times they're playing catch up. The Democrats play like 100 year plan, 50 year plan. Even when you win elections, the Democrats still somehow get their way. And I think that's because Republicans don't plan or they don't see stuff or the base makes excuses when they mess up or when they sell them out. And this is a big one. I mean, I think the climate change agenda is huge. You have obviously the COVID agenda was huge. I think central bank digital currencies and how they form the new digital physical age uh, is going to be a way that they control us. Uh, and I like that he's talking about this. A few things I want to say about it. One, this is why primaries are important, in my opinion. I see a lot of people, and I hate to be like a buzzkill. I've seen some people say, Anomaly, I agree with you, but you're a buzzkill. Why am I a buzzkill? Is Am I a buzzkill because people just like throw their entire love into like a certain person, and then when someone does journalism or video analysis that it like freaks them out because they didn't think about that already? I'm not trying to be a buzzkill, but... You know, I see a lot of right wing influencers that are just in my as I'm not just a creator. I'm also a consumer as you know, I listen to people. I like to intellectually challenge myself. I don't really listen to right wing influencers anymore. I don't listen to the left either. There's nothing they could do for me. But I hear this analysis and I keep seeing people on Twitter say Ron DeSantis never should have challenged Trump. He never should have challenged Trump. He never should have challenged Trump. And I always think to myself, even if you like Trump or going to vote for Trump, you think he's the better candidate on what planet should Ron have not challenged Trump? Like, I don't understand. Trump has been underwhelming the last couple of years. He's been running around overselling the vaccine that he used socialism to push through with government taxpayer money. And America's been looking for a leader. So I like that Ron's challenging Trump. Say central bank digital currencies, even if you like Trump, do you think he would have talked about this? Is anyone else talking about it? Is any other governor pushing it? Why shouldn't we have an iron sharpens iron party where we, we bring the best minds together and make them compete for our vote and make them challenge each other? Because, you know, Ron DeSantis on this topic, you could, you could say what you want about anything else he's done. I don't care. You're not going to offend me. But he's he's leading the way on this. Usually Republicans wait until it's already done and then they cry and then they're like, oh, I never saw that coming. No other governors out there banning central bank digital currencies. He's years ahead of this. And you can hear him when he talks. Sometimes he sounds kind of nerdy. I think I figured him out, even though he's like a jock, like he used to play sports or whatever. I mean, he comes across very like analytical and nerdy. And he got really excited when he talked about central bank digital currencies. You could feel the passion. He's like, I know what I'm talking about here. I ban them. They're coming. They're going to use it to, to, to stop you from buying fuel. And you could feel his energy like he's pumped to talk about these type of topics. It's a good thing. I don't I don't understand why people don't want to see this type of challenge. Like, why? why? Like, we're just going to walk the same guy into office that was already there with no sort of challenge at all. And, uh, you know, long story short, regardless of what you think of Ron, thank you for banning that in Florida. Thank you for bringing it to the main stage. Thank you for saying that you'll ban it on day one. And thank you for pushing the other candidates on this topic, because I highly doubt that anyone else would have really brought this up on the Republican side unless he did that. Now, real quick, before I end this live stream, I do want to talk about Vivek Ramaswamy a little bit because that's Ron DeSantis's competition. Uh, obviously, he's not a real threat to Donald Trump. If he was, Trump would hate him. The way that the Trump uh, campaign and all the Trump supporting influencers, they're all like, Vivek is amazing and Ron DeSantis is so bad. If Vivek was really challenging Donald Trump, the guy that you want back in office, everybody would hate him or, or call him a meatball or say that he's a swamper. So the fact that all these Trump supporting influencers are pushing Vivek just shows you that he's not a real threat. He's just like the guy to get Ron DeSantis out of their way. And another thing is, as much as they talk about 
the uh, connections that DeSantis has. I mean, look into Vivek's history. I'm not knocking the guy, but this is my take on him. He's very, very interesting. I think he uh, he's saying all the right things. Personally, this is just my taste. Like there's people I like and dislike. I've never trusted Vivek Ramaswamy for a single day. He sounds to me like a car salesman, but he's, he's saying things that I agree with. I just don't believe him. Uh, I've never, it's never struck me as like, oh, this guy's really passionate and authentic. I'm like, nah, I don't trust this guy. But anyway, long story short, here's my question for that whole thing. Cause now that Trump's like, Vivek's awesome. How awesome is he? If he was going to beat you in the election, you wouldn't be saying he's awesome. This is my only question. I've seen that he was a pharma bro. I've seen that during the pandemic and during the mandates, he was pushing the vaccine and working with the government or, or, or with uh, some sort of like COVID task. I mean, look into his stuff. He was at a pharma company. He had some sort of role. I seen his Twitter. He's saying, oh, it's so great that Biden's making the vaccine available. This is my this is my question. Please don't be offended. I'm not trying to be hateful. I'd love to have Vivek on the show to explain himself. Where was he in 2021? Where was he in early 2022 when America was facing mandates and lockdowns and medical tyranny? And when there was a pseudo communist takeover of our country in 2020 and 2021, and they were shoving the vaccine down our throat and they were saying you can't travel without it. And they were saying you can't go play sports without it or go to venues. Where was Vivek Ramaswamy? Did he say anything courageous? Can you find a single take of his speaking against this tyranny? Does it exist or did he just show up to dog walk or sheep herd Republicans when it's convenient to come out of the shadows and now all of a sudden he's taking the limelight? I don't say this for any other reason besides, you know, if you're 20 and you wake up and you're like, hey, I used to be left wing, but as I started paying taxes, I woke up or, you know, I was fooled by Obama and then I woke up. I understand everyone has a story of I came left or right. I came from establishment to not. But for me, it's like if you're a grown man in your 40s or however old you are and you're watching the country get locked down and you're watching them do Operation War Speed and you're watching them shove it down people's throat and you're watching uh, Democrat states and, and sports leagues and travel and, and planes try to really threaten people over testing and masks and vaccines, all this medical tyranny that's going on on a thousand different levels. Here's all I'm saying. Did Vivek Ramaswamy have nothing to say then? Where's all this courage? Where, 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 where was this courageous guy when America needed a leader the most? Right now, we have a bunch of competent people. Not a lot, but I mean, Trump and DeSantis, it's not like we needed an extra candidate. That's fine that he's in. I'm not knocking it. But where was he? That's all I want to ask. And I'm asking just as a person, can you find me a single instance of courage from Vivek Ramaswamy from 2020 to 2021 when America needed it the most? If not, why would I, after we just experienced the most tyrannical, communist, medical tyranny, multi-trillion dollar printing, mandating, just complete insane travel restrictions. I mean, this was the, I would say, scam of the century and tyrannical takeover of the century that luckily fell short. Where was Vivek Ramaswamy? Was he anywhere? Is there any sign that he was like pushing hard against me? Like, where was the guy? That's all I'm at. It's like, I just find it shocking that, you know, I'm willing to admit that DeSantis has flaws. I'm willing to admit that DeSantis fell short. He oversold the vaccine at first, but he did do a U-turn quicker than most governors. He did lead the way when Trump was overselling it for two years. He did push back against Newsom. He became the person who would speak about this stuff at Turning Point when everyone else wasn't. So it's like he took a U-turn. He made mistakes. He admits his mistakes and he took a U-turn. That's fine. All I'm asking is like, no one else finds it a little bit weird that the number one candidate in the Republican Party calls himself the father of the vaccine, oversells it, 
took a meeting with Bill Gates in 2018, implemented his stuff in 2019. Every Republican influencer that you watch knows this because a lot of them follow me. They've been on the show, but none of them want to ask him. Like, you know, if, if we're taking on the Bill Gates agenda, did you try to hire Bill Gates? Isn't that pretty big? Like, imagine if Ron DeSantis tried to hire Bill Gates in Florida. Wouldn't you want to know? Wouldn't you want somebody to ask him that question? Hey, DeSantis, did you hire Bill Gates? Did you try to hire Bill Gates? there's signs that Trump did. I mean, this is mainstream stuff that Trump tried to hire Bill Gates for the White House and not a single Republican influencer asked him the question. And don't believe, I know you guys like to say, oh, they don't know. They're just, they're not foolish. They all know they don't care. It's the same with like, oh, the Republican party just got tricked. They didn't get tricked. You got tricked. So all I'm saying without a single piece of hate in my heart, I find it very odd that after the most tyrannical thing I've ever seen in my life, the leader in the Republican Party is the self-quoted father of the vaccine who runs around the country overselling it. And he's promoting a candidate taking on Ron DeSantis, who was a pharma bro, who was nowhere to be found during the tyrannical takeover. And as soon as all of it's done, as soon as we get all our freedoms back, all of a sudden this 40 or 50 year old guy, I don't know how old he is, maybe he's 30, I can't tell. He, he could be anywhere from 30 to 50. He comes out of the woodwork and he's the most conservative person I've ever seen. He's saying everything everyone believes, like his rhetoric's great. He, his speeches are great. His tweets are great. I'm not denying greatness. I mean, the guy's running a great campaign. Vivek is excellent. I don't believe it, but clearly enough people do for me to recognize game and be like, he's doing well marketing himself. But I'm just, I'm not asking from like, a, oh, you need to be like me. But if you didn't have the courage to stand up in 2020 and 2021, I think the next president should be someone who had courage. No, you, you want a pharma bro who had no courage when America needed it to just run through and be the next guy. I find it just crazy. I mean, I, I feel like I'm living in a different reality than most people now because I watch the Tim Pools and the right-wing influencers of the world. And to me, they're like propaganda now. They just keep saying the same things over and over. And it's not really smart or intellectual. It's just like, hey, if we all just say this over and over and over, our audience will just believe it and they won't question anything and they won't think critically. And then when I say stuff like this, people will say, uh, I, I read a, a tweet, and they said, Anomaly, I agree with you, but it's kind of a buzzkill. And I'm like, if you agree with me, why is it a buzzkill? I'm not saying I hate the guy. I'm not being disrespectful. I'm not saying people can't change and, and grow into it. I'm just asking as a voter, where was Vivek Ramaswamy in 2021 and 2020, 2020 when we were facing mandates and lockdowns? Like, don't you think a conservative leader that really cared about you would have been out there really like standing up against the tyranny? Where was he? Where was the pharma guy then? I don't know. Now he just cakewalks into the limelight and is like, look, I'm exactly what you want. And it's like, where, where were you for the last eight years when Democrats are doing what they're doing? I'm just curious. That's my personal take. And when people say it's like a buzzkill, it's like it's just a buzzkill because people treat politics like a, like a sports game. You know, I, I, uh, I, I talked to this guy today. I just had a great convo, like real life convo watching the sunset just in a random place. Just random guy showed up. Long story short, we're talking and he said he only voted two times in his life. And he said, uh, you know, he's like people in politics, they think it's like Team Johnny or Team Billy. Or, like he made two names and he's like, it's like being a, a child and there's like a playground. It's funny that he said that because you know how often I say similar stuff like that. He literally, without me saying anything, said it's like they give you two things and people think you have to choose a team. And if you sit there and just like have an opinion outside of that, people freak out about it. And I'm like, dude, this guy gets it. He's super smart. But, uh, you know, I'm just going to go in and say 
I appreciate DeSantis for not only speaking about central bank digital currencies, which will be a, a way that they try to control us, but he's leading the way. And to me, that's how I see this election. I'm looking at actions versus words, right? Let's look at actions. Donald Trump, right? Did a lot of stuff. He won the 2016 election, which was important. He got in some judges. I don't think they're the best. Honestly, I think all three judges he put in are less conservative than Alito and Thomas. So I'm not thrilled with uh, Trump's Supreme Court justices. I think they're pretty whack, but they're better than Hillary Clinton. So I'm glad that Trump won in 2016, right? Uh, he built part of the wall. He keeps bragging about it, but it doesn't really work clearly because people are still coming across the border. But Trump had better border policy than Joe Biden. He would actually stop more people from coming across the border. Trump did that good. Foreign policy, he did good, right? And then with COVID, things got weird and he became kind of status quo. And now, you know, he is who he is. So it's like, you know, some people like it, some people don't. DeSantis, say what you want. There's some things that, you know, are not desirable about him, but I would say he's been probably the best governor. He banned central bank digital currencies. He's been the leader out of all the governors against the child mutilation and the sexualization of the kids in schools. Like he's got out ahead of that. It doesn't seem like he's a follower on these topics. It seems like DeSantis is a leader. So I feel like you could look at and be like, all right, well, you know, Trump did do this, this, and didn't do this, this, and this. So I like him, but, you know, he fell short here, but he did actually do a few things. So I like his foreign policy. You can look at DeSantis and be like, outside of the rhetoric and what people say, DeSantis actually executes. He's like, the, to me, he sets the blueprint for what a governor could do. He's passed some bills I don't agree with. Don't get me wrong, but he actually works and knows how to wield power and gets out ahead of stuff instead of waiting, you know, for someone else to do it and then doing it three years too late. Like he's getting out ahead of the central bank digital currencies. I see the case for those too, but I just find it weird and I'm not trying to be hateful. I'd love to have Vivek on the show. I just want to know for my 2024, personally, I don't trust someone who wasn't there from 2020 to 2022. This was more printed money. If you care about economics and, and, and conservative economics, like nothing about 2020 and 2021 was conservative. Everything kind of went to crap. They, they used a virus and a vaccine to basically torture us for three years. I mean, millions of people lost their job. Millions of people got vaccinated, even though they didn't want to, to keep a position. Our military was threatened with a mandate. You know, they made the military get it. A lot of police officers, firefighters, lifeguards, like the most evil stuff. And I'm not blaming Republicans, although I think they're like controlled opposition. It was mostly Democrats, but Republicans, of course, do nothing because they wait till the last second, fund the Democrats, and then act surprised and convince you that they're the victim. But long story short, we just faced the craziest tyrannical commie scam in modern history. And I'm personally not really trying to vote for somebody who doesn't seem to care about it. And whether people realize it or not, for, from 2020 to 2022, Trump didn't prioritize speaking against it. He ran around the country overselling the vaccine because he's the father of the vaccine because he was the president who used socialism to fund the vaccine companies and rush the FDA. And Trump's really proud of that. I think it's evil. I think it's insane. I think it's terrible. I think he hired a pharmacy lobbyist to run HHS, which he did. I think he's part of the swamp. But apparently Trump is so proud of that that he spent the last three years selling that. To me, that made me not want to vote for him over the other candidates. DeSantis, I see all his flaws, but he did turn the corner quicker. He's formed a vaccine safety council. He's had or, or he's putting on a grand jury. He's had vaccine injured people to speak about it. Trump covers that stuff up. 
So to me, and then I look at how he governs, I'm like, this guy actually governs how Trump pretends to, but does it versus talks about it a lot of times. So long story short, I was leaning towards DeSantis over Trump, even though I see his flaws. And then this Vivek guy comes around and for four months, I'm not trying to be rude, but people are like, Anomaly, you got to check out this Vivek guy. He's so cool. He's so awesome. And like, I never once for a day in my life thought this guy was cool or, or, or honest. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's like, I'm hearing him talk, but I'm not, I'm not feeling it. It feels to me like a really good car salesman who's just saying everything I want to hear. And I'm not knocking the guy. Maybe that's just politicians talk a certain way. People talk. This is my one honest question, though, and I'm not being hateful. And I'd love to talk to him. I'd love to have him on the show. I'd love to have a conversation, get a long debate. But to me, this is important to me. I feel like our country was on the line in 2020. I know it was. I feel like our country was on the line in 2021. I know it was. I appreciate the Aaron Rodgers. I appreciate the Yokoviches. I appreciate the Ronda Santises. I appreciate the Thomas Masseys. I appreciate the Ian Smiths, the Basilicos, the Tony Romans. I appreciate the Americans who saw everything being taken from us, the nurses who said no, the people who were protesting legally and peacefully in the streets saying, I'm not getting it. I'm not listening. I don't like the Sarah Huckabee Sanders anymore. The ones who are running around the South saying, yucca, yucca, get the Trump vaccine, y'all. Like, controlled opposition. You know, I don't like the Trump who said, I'm the father of the vaccine. I saved a hundred billion lives. It's a great human achievement. To me, that's controlled opposition. He's running around doing Bill Gates's, you know, vaccine scams, whatever, you know? And then it's like, and then you have this Vivek guy who's now just saying everything everyone wants to hear. And it's like, holy crap, this guy's just like me. All I'm asking as a voter, where was he in 2020? As a grown adult, the guy's a fully grown man. As an American, did you say anything in 2020? Did you say anything in 2021? I seen what he said in 2021 and it was Biden and vaccines and how great it was. And it's like, did you make a single statement saying like, this is wrong? Maybe he did and I'm just not seeing it. But to me, it's very suspicious and I'm not voting for a man that didn't stand up at that time. And I'll say this too, before I leave, you know, everybody's different. Everybody wakes up at a certain point and that's fine. But what I, I would say, politically, I was confused for a while, but as far as like speaking my mind, I, I made the decision when I was 19, 20 years old, I had record label meetings and they told me I was in, I'm not going to say the labels, but I was really being like, I'm not going to say groomed, but looked at. And they asked, will you rap about this? Will, will you wear these clothes? Will you stop talking about politics? They, they told me this when I was 20, 21, 22. And I made the decision then, I'm not going to do that. I was broke for my 20s. Most people went on to do other stuff. And I made the decision. I don't care if I starve for the rest of my life. I'm not selling out. I'm not wearing those clothes. I'm not talking about stupid pop stuff that they want to brainwash the kids with. And I never did it. And now my lane got more profitable. Not because I ever thought I would even make money doing this. I, I wanted to be an indie rapper and just sell my own stuff. But in general, now there's there's profits in the truther movement. Now it's profitable to be an outsider. Now the industry's collapsing. So now all of a sudden, all these people start coming out of the woodworks. And this is all I'm asking is I don't care. I'm not gatekeeping this. I want more people on our side. I want more winners. I want more truth tellers. I want more people with integrity. But I see certain people. I see certain rappers. I see certain politicians. I see certain content creators. I don't believe them. That's all I'm saying is like they weren't there when it mattered. And then all of a sudden, once they realize that I'm making more money or I'm doing better or other people are doing better in our space, now all of a sudden they fly over and they're like, oh, I'm that's what I am now. And it's like, bro, this is all I'm going to say about 2023. If you had nothing to say during lockdowns, if you as a grown man, if you had nothing to say 
during the, the during the mandates of the vaccine and you were selling vaccines and you had nothing even like a, a remote pushback against it. How, why in the world would I ever vote for you? Why would I ever trust you? Why would I think you're authentic? Why would I think you care about me or the country? I think you're an opportunist. I think you saw that this was a huge lane that you could make money and get attention. And now you're basically just copy and pasting what everyone else is saying with no real authenticity behind it, because you know, that's a lane that people want to hear. I'm just saying, you don't have to wake up at the time I wake up, but it's like, you know, are you really in it for the right reasons? Or are you just mimicking what everyone else is doing because you realize that it's a extremely profitable and, and successful lane that's just my opinion someone said dr shiva i'm going to talk to him on tuesday say what you want about dr shiva i'm sure you don't have to agree with him on anything but he was there you know he was there in april saying fire fauci where was vivek ramaswamy did he say a word about fauci no he's probably working with these people go google what he did with the COVID stuff in 2020 and 2021 look at what he said I don't see a single thing of him speaking about any of the tyranny going on. I don't think he really cared personally. So, you know, Shiva has said some stuff that I disagree with. He's coming on my show on Tuesday. But overall, Shiva was there in March and April. Shiva was leading the charge saying fire Fauci. You know, Shiva was speaking the truth about, you know, mandates and what was going on with the vaccine. All the like, do you get what I'm saying? And I'm not trying to say, oh, if you talk like some people see it as a small issue and they say, oh, anomaly, you're tripping. It's just, you know, it's just a vaccine. Who cares that they sold it? It's like, well, first of all, it was socialism. So if you're a socialist and that's fine. But if you're for capitalism, Operation Warp Speed was not capitalist. It was socialist. But anyway, long story short, it's like it's not like I'm trying to gatekeep and be like, oh, you got to be like me. But this was the big takeover. This was the big scheme. If you as a grown man weren't there with Ian Smith, with Dr. Shiva, with myself, with Thomas Massey, with Tony Roman, with anybody, really, I mean, there were a lot of conservative influencers there. There were a lot of truth tellers, a lot of moms. There were a lot of people that were there. If you weren't there, here's all I'm saying. I don't hate you, but you're not the leader of the movement. You're not my leader. My leader is God. But in general, it's like I'm not le I'm not getting led by a man who is selling vaccines in 2021. You think I'm going to vote for a man? who was selling vaccines in 2021 and doing nothing to stand up against the tyranny? Are you crazy? This guy's going to lead the movement. This guy's better than Ron DeSantis. Why? Because Trump likes him because he's like a sheepdog to get DeSantis out of the way. It's so obvious to me, and I can't believe people are falling for it. Republicans are supposed to be smarter than liberals. Republicans are supposed to have a spine. Where is it? You know, I, I say something and people cry about what I say. They love to gatekeep the tyranny more than they like to stand up against it. If you package socialism with a MAGA hat, all of a sudden MAGA socialist. You got David Harris making excuses for Operation Warp Speed when you know damn well he doesn't believe in it. If I could package Operation Warp Speed and say Hillary Clinton and Mitt Romney did it, David Harris would say it's socialism. But if you put a MAGA hat on it, David Harris says maybe it saved the world. Maybe I like it. Maybe it wasn't that bad. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe people don't think straight in politics. So that's all I'm saying, uh, you know. I'm not going to get led by a guy who was faker and, and, and nowhere to be found when America needed it the most. So, you know, all the candidates have pros and cons, but at least Trump was in office and got a few Supreme Court judges. At least Trump, you know, like hung out with Kim Jong-un and, and settled down a, a few wars or at least like didn't go as far as Obama and George Bush did. At least Trump, you know, semi had policy. I don't really think he did that well, but it's like I see the argument for Trump, although people are acting insane. DeSantis 
it's not just words. It's like it's actions. He actually did stuff. He actually led the way. He actually pushed against California. I personally think that DeSantis did more to keep America open than Trump did. Without DeSantis in Florida, America probably would have been locked down for a lot longer. People have these stupid uh, theories about Operation Warp Speed saved the world. No, it didn't. As soon as they got the vaccines down, Democrats locked down anyway. It was a, it was a big like, you know, carrot with the string. Oh, we'll give you this if you get this. Everyone got it. And then they took it away. Really what helped open the country was the fact that Florida embarrassed California and made it economically impossible for New York and California to stay shut down. That's what helped them open up. It had nothing to do with the vaccine. But long story short, you could see there's actual stuff there. And one thing that annoys the crap out of me is I don't care. I'm not trying to gatekeep the bushes or the rhinos. I don't like the rhinos or the bushes. But what I am trying to say is everything that Trump has tricked people into just saying about DeSantis, Trump is also guilty of. Trump worked with Karl Rove on his 2020 campaign, his campaign advisors did. So if Karl Rove working on DeSantis's campaign is a, is a ruiner for you, Trump also did it. Google how many Bush people that Trump hired. I believe it was over 30. You know what I'm saying? So it's like if you think that uh, DeSantis is too cozy with Bush people and Trump hired 30 of them, how is that what's really earning your decision? And just like you give Trump an excuse, might as well give DeSantis an excuse too if you're going to give Trump an excuse because he actually does a lot of stuff. He's banning central bank digital currencies. He's investigating the vaccine way harder than Trump is. He hired a real surgeon general, which no one else did in the country. DeSantis, although he runs over to foreign countries and signs speech laws, which is insane, but Trump also does it and the whole Republican Party does it and they pass the same stuff in America. I'm not giving an excuse for it. I think it's terrible and should be called out, but it's like Trump does the same stuff. Look at his pardon list and all that stuff. He's not much different, but you look at the things that DeSantis has done right he's blowing every other governor out of the water. So I just hate to see people like, oh, I can't vote for him because of this. And it's like, okay, I mean, okay, but Trump has also done that. But when he does it, it's different. It's not different. You just like him more. It's like, it's crazy to me. But long story short, I like that DeSantis talked about central bank digital currencies. I pray that Republicans wake up, that the influencer class, you got to understand too, and I'm going to be really honest with you right now, because I've been an influencer, quote unquote, for years now. And I know it's hard to stay who you were. It's hard to be the same authentic person you were. I'm going to I'm gonna be really real with you. No one else is going to say this, but it's true. When I first started in 2016, guys, I made zero dollars. I didn't do this for money. I didn't even know this was a thing. Like I wasn't Daily Wire. I didn't have a backer. I, I wasn't getting in the news. I was just like a quote unquote activist standing up against the media from both sides being like, okay, well, they're lying about Bernie. They're lying about Trump. I just want the truth to get out there. I don't like their energy. And I made no money for years. Guys, my Facebook has 1.7 million people on it. I don't think I made a single dollar on Facebook until like four years later. They didn't even have monetization or videos when I first started. So I didn't get into this for the money and I didn't get into this for any other reason besides I just felt like it was right. But then you got to understand once it becomes your profession, it does become different. It becomes a business. It just really is because the truth is whether people want to realize it or not, I've been doing this full time for four or five years now. I do all my editing. I don't have a staff. I got to pay bills, et cetera. It's a business. And now you do think about the money. It's impossible not to when you pay this much for rent, when you make this much and then you lose it and then they take away $8,000 and they shut you off. And now you're freaking out because you might have to do something else. It is a business. And I've even noticed myself. It's like I have to check myself all the time. 
am I the same person I was? Like, obviously I'm going to evolve and be a different person just naturally and more mature. But at the same time, I'm, I'm trying to make sure I never lose what makes me great, which is the truth, my authenticity and my willingness to call out both sides or any candidate, whether I like them or not, because that's what journalism is, is trying to be as honest and fair as you can. And I try to be as nice as I can too, because I try to have compassion, the same compassion I'd want someone to have with me. With that being said, I'm watching a lot of other influencers and you have to understand me criticizing Trump is not profitable. In COVID, it didn't matter because everybody was tuning in because they were freaking out and they knew I was telling the truth. So I did fine during COVID, although I got censored a few times and they took probably like six figures of money from me. I did all right because even though I was critiquing Trump, people didn't care. They're like, all right, Anomaly's telling the truth. I can't question it. Let me watch his videos. Now, the least profitable thing I ever did was call out Trump. It's not, you don't sell as much merch. You know, the people who are making a fortune are the people riding his coattails. I'm not saying that's why they're doing it. A lot of them are. But long story short, at a certain point, you have a decision to make. You, you know, do I go the how I really feel or do I not, not want to ruin 80% of my market? You know what I'm saying? Do I not want to piss off the people who are giving me the most money? If you go to Mark Dice's page, who's a very smart guy, I like Mark Dice a lot, no disrespect. I think he's one of the realest people in the in independent media game. You know, he recently said, you know, I, I'm going to vote for Trump. And it's like, I, he knows a lot. He calls out Trump, but he's still going to vote for him. I'm not knocking it. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Go ahead. But I was like, I'm just curious. Let me go to his shop. Let me see how many Trump, go to Mark Dice's shop. He's selling uh, over a dozen Trump shirts. Like half of his store is Trump merch. So if, tr if, if he decides to take a real principled stance against Donald Trump in a serious way, uh, because he disagrees with what he's doing, you know, that's probably a six figure loss. I'm not going to over speculate, but like if most of your shop or a lot of your shop is merchandise from Donald Trump, you know, and you start really critiquing what he's doing because it's wrong, that's a huge part of your business you're going to lose. And as an independent business who doesn't have any backing and stuff, I know Mark Dice is independent. Do you want to really go that route? Uh, a lot of people that are riding Trump's coattails, et cetera, I'm not saying that's why they're doing it, but I'm watching the Tim Pools and all these influencers. And I don't care who they like, but they're not making sense. They're, 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 it's such like low level, generic, low IQ, like babble. And they're all just repeating it on units. It's like propaganda. It's like they're saying the same four things and it's not really making much sense. And it's not really intellectual and it's not really fair. And, and they're not doing it both sides. It's like, well, he put out an AI image and I can't vote for DeSantis over that. Fair. That's crazy. The DeSantis campaign should be called out. Let's not do that. But then if you see Trump do it 15 times, it's like, okay, do you still, is that still what you really care about? You say this about him, but you ignore that. So it's one of these things that I really do believe. And I think some people are doing it. Uh, they know they're doing it. Others, I don't think they realize they're doing it. A lot of us got into this out of the passion and the spirit and the good reason. Some didn't, but a lot did. And now a lot of us and a lot of people are losing it because it's become a business over that. And you have to understand that I think just watching people, I don't even think they care anymore. I don't think they, you know, I don't think they really want to ruin their cash cow. Say I'm not going to make, uh, I'm not going to say specifics, but I've read some of the speaking fees of some of the people at some of these like Trumpy events, like 50,000, 100,000, whatever, you know, to speak at an event. Say you're making, I mean, think about how hard you have to work. I don't know who you are, but I'm assuming most of my uh, audience is hardworking people. 
Think about how hard you have to work for $50,000. Think about everything you have to do for $50,000. Could you imagine if you could make $50,000 for speaking for 30 minutes at, a, at an event? And think about if you said something that they didn't want you to say, are you willing to lose $50,000 to speak for 30 minutes over, uh, or are you just going to go with the flow? You're getting steaks, you get wine, you get hotel rooms. You know what I'm saying? I'm not knocking people and being rude, but I feel like a lot of people are just going through the motions. They're looking at their check and being like, well, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Let's just say this, because if we ever really go the other way, we have a lot more problems. We have a lot more backlash and you know, people don't really want to hear that stuff. So it's convenient. When I put out a generic, I'm just going to be real. I put out the most generic video possible, like making fun of the view or, you know what I'm saying? Like, haha, Mike Pence sucks. That gets more views than my most important video. It just does. I speak about the slippery slope and how the Republicans are leading everyone to failure and how it's not going to work. And I understand it's never going to be as popular. I get marketing, but it's like, I think that's something people really need to hear. And that's actually more important. But if I put out a video that anyone can make, it's like, haha, Mike Pence sucks. Like, you know, that's what that, I mean, for some reason that one didn't get monetized, but it's got 50, it's probably going to get a hundred thousand plus views. And it's, my least impressive video. I'm barely doing anything. So the money is in me just doing short videos like this. I'm just being honest. If I sat and just did generic reaction videos every day, I'd probably make six times as much. And honestly, I might just do it eventually and do other stuff because maybe that's what people want. But me, I'm not inspired to do that because I don't think it really matters. So I don't do that that much unless I have like a real point I'm trying to make. But that's where the money is. Me, Working less, just being like, ha ha, the view sucks. Ha ha, Joy Reid sucks. Ha ha, you know, and, and not doing any other analysis and just putting out like little videos like that, that would crush it. And, you know, maybe that, maybe there's something behind it. It's shorter, it's easier, it's funnier, but it's one of those things, like the guy said, he's like, you're a buzz. I agree with you, but you're a buzzkill. I think that's a perfect analogy where it's like, you're right, but you're killing my buzz. Well, why is what I'm saying killing your buzz? Because the buzz is in just going along with everybody else. Well, every other influencer is telling me that. So it's fun to believe this. But once you prove that it's not right, and and it's, and I believe you because it's kind of common sense, and, and, and I should have thought that, I'm my buzz is killed now because it's just more fun to go along with that. Well, why is it more fun to go along with that? It's because everyone's doing that because it's slightly more profitable and it's just like an easier path of less resistance. I'll give you a personal story real quick. When I was, you know, way, my, my stock was way higher. There weren't that many influencers. I was one of the biggest people making videos pro Trump. You know, I was starting to get invited to events and stuff. I'm not saying this because I care. Trust me, I don't. I'm fine. I'm happy. I'm glad with the way things turned out. But there weren't that many right wing influencers. There was nobody really rapping at the time, maybe like one person. And I started getting invited to events. And I remember the day that I stopped getting invited to events. It was when I criticized Trump and DeSantis. And DeSantis at the time was as popular as Trump or close. And I didn't criticize them because I hate them. I noticed that they both passed, excuse me, anti-Semitism speech bills that gave a definition of anti-Semitism that I didn't agree with. I don't like people who hate Israel or hate Jews or hate people. Why would I? I don't like haters. I don't like people that are nasty or judge or whatever. But this is not what the bill did. The bill puts a word, anti-Semitism, puts 50 different meanings to it. And I believe that it was an infringement and opening the doorway to infringe on the First Amendment. So I started speaking out against it on my platform. I, I thought to myself, 
Well, the Republican Party, they they care about free speech. No one will care if I say this. But then I realized who the Republican Party really is. And then they started calling me an anti-Semite. I'm like, oh, this is just like a jump off for Israel. And, you know, nobody even really cares about the First Amendment. And then my influencer friends started hitting me up and being like, yo, I agree with like behind closed doors. They'd be like, I agree with you, but don't say that. Why shouldn't I say it if it's true? Well, it's true, but it, it's not worth it. Why is it not worth it? The First Amendment's not worth it. You get what I'm saying? I started to realize all this stuff. I've lived that life. I don't need attention. I have almost a billion views. I'm doing fine. I'm an entrepreneur. I don't care. I'll work 20 times as hard if I have to. I'll never give up. So I'm not complaining. I live a good life. I'm, I've been fortunate, probably beyond what I deserve. And I'm not complaining in the slightest. But all I'm saying is like I've seen how it works. We will invite you places, but if you challenge our side honestly and do real journalism against stuff we don't want you to do, you're going to be blacklisted. People told me I was far right. This is like when I was like a liberal still. You know, I was like a Republican liberal and people were like, oh, you're far right. Why am I far right? Because you said this. What's wrong with that? I don't know. Everyone's just saying that. I don't hate anybody. You know, there's thousands of people from Israel that watch my show. Some of my favorite people are Jewish. It's not like I I hate people because they're race. That's insane. I love every country has great people and every country has not great people, including America. There's a lot of losers in this country, but long story short, it's the bill. If I don't like a George Floyd bill, it doesn't mean I hate black people. It just means I don't like the bill. I didn't like an Israeli bill or a Jewish bill. And, and I've never recovered from that in the Republican sphere because they won't allow what I'm saying into their events. So I've already seen you know, that was probably a six or seven figure move that I made. If you don't talk about this, we'll invite you places and book you and do this. And if you talk about that, we're going to ruin your name behind closed doors and act like you're a psychopath when you're probably nicer than everyone here and make sure that you never have good standing here. So, I, you know, I, I but I've been like that my whole life. You, people don't understand this. And I'm not just saying this. They gave me the option at major labels and labels flew me across the country and said, don't talk about politics. I used to rap about politics and conspiracy theories when I was 19 years old. They said, we'll work with you, but stop talking about that. And I said, no, wear these clothes. I said, no. And they never wanted to work with me. Now I get why they're, they're engineering, socially engineering the world. At the time I didn't get it, but I was like, I turned down everything early. I made the decision. I don't have that switch in me to be a sellout. I just don't, it, it's not possible. I'm way too stubborn. I'm way too like, you know, about what I want to do. And eventually it turned into something that worked. But on the right, people think it's that, but it's not that. So that's all I'm saying with the analysis of Trump and DeSantis, et cetera. I don't care. You know, if you vote for Trump and make sense, that's fine. If you vote for DeSantis and make sense, that's fine. If you vote for Vivek and make sense, that's fine. I, although I do want to, I do wonder where he was the last three years and I, I'm not mad at him. I just want to know. It's like, if you weren't there for lockdowns and that, can you explain to me what, like why, you know, and, and maybe he can, but in general, long story short, I don't think these influencers, like I know, cause I do this stuff. You get what I'm saying? I've walked through it. I've done it. I don't think they're doing this because they're stupid. A lot of people think they're stupid. Like when Trump like oversells the vaccine, people think he's like dumb or like anomaly. No, uh, Trump, he got fooled. Guys, he knew vaccines cause injuries seven years ago. Trump's not stupid. He's not a big pharma shill uh, by nature. Trump knew about vaccine injuries before most people here knew about vaccine injuries. He's not stupid. He's not foolish. You think he's foolish because you like him so much. You don't want to face reality. And that's why I'm a buzzkill because people don't want to live in reality. I'm sorry, but 
you're living a lie. You're going to be controlled opposition because you're not challenging your own side and you're letting them lie to you. Uh, but long story short, it's like people like to think this about right-wing influencers too. You know, I'm not bragging, but just for record, I have over 30 something million impressions on Twitter. A lot of the biggest accounts follow me. A lot of the biggest social media, you go look if they follow me on Instagram or Twitter, they know about this stuff. They know that Trump took a meeting with Bill Gates and probably tried to hire him in 2018 and then signed what he said in via executive order in 2019. And he's supposed to be quote unquote, the biggest threat to your uh, uh, agenda and Bill Gates sucks, blah, blah, blah. What if your guy was literally trying to hire him? Isn't that a question that somebody would ask? You think they don't know? I've had multiple of them on my show and asked them. They know about, they're not stupid. They're not foolish. They don't not know. They know they just don't want to say because you got to understand if you're making seven figures a year, running around, getting hotels, getting steaks, hanging out, and you want to be a real journalist, you're not going to get there anymore. These people are essentially being lobbied without being directly lobbied. It's like indirect lobby. If you just do bottom tier... Listen to the Candace Owens interview I did. In my opinion, I love Candace. I consider her a friend. Her interview was not that crazy. And I'm not being rude. I'm just saying like, I don't think she hardballed him. I think she was nice to him because she's like friends with him. She softballed him, yet asked some good questions. I thought it was a, a fair interview. Honestly, I thought she did a better job than anyone's done. And Trump got pissed at her for that interview. Like that's what it is. You know, if you ask Trump about Julian Assange or you embarrass him with the vaccine, he doesn't like you anymore. So all these people know I can't do journalism against this guy. That's going to ruin everything I've built. So it's easier and more profitable to just shut up. People like Tim Pool. I don't think he's stupid. I just don't think he's a good person. But long story short, I'm listening to his analysis and I'm like, I don't believe like it's not intelligent. It's not analytical. It's safe. The safest thing you could do as a Republican right now is say, you know, Trump 2024 and, you know, I can't vote for DeSantis and that's just what it is. And that's fine if that's how you feel, but make it make sense. Everyone's just repeating the same thing over and over and over and over again. And all I'm going to say is I, I think they're doing it from a business perspective. And in many ways, I know they're doing it from a business perspective because I've spoken to people on camera behind the scenes and I'm, I'm a loyal person, even people that annoy me, I'm not going to like oust them as unless I, unless it's something public that I disagree with, I'll just be like, that's ridiculous. But long story short, I know that they don't even think I'm wrong. They're not like, yo, and not, if they think I'm so wrong, why won't they debate me? Why go look at the red egg Eagle Patriot debate I had. He's got the biggest pro Trump audience in the world. And all the comments were like, anomaly makes good points. Anomaly makes good points. Yeah, of course I'm not a liar and I'm not a hater and I'm not a nasty person. I just do real analysis. I'm trying to analyze the situation and be fair. I'm not in the bag for this guy or in the bag for this guy. I'm not stupid. So I don't act like it. But long story short, I think a lot of people are making business decisions. And it's like the right wing Trumpy influencer class and the right wing influencer class, they're turning into the new establishment. They're the new establishment where it's like, you can get here, but you can't give like, when's the last time, you know, Tucker did a great job today. When's the last time someone else did that? What, you know, when's the last time that Trump got a real interview? Brett Byer did okay. Candace Owens did decent. And Trump got pissed. You know what I'm saying? Like Trump doesn't like getting challenged or he likes being challenged from the left or getting softball interviews from the right. There's no one there to ask the tough questions by design. And I understand why. So I'm just letting people in because really at the end of the day, 
I'm just going to be honest. Yeah, I want to make money like everyone else. I'm not stupid. You think I want to be broke? Of course I want to make money. I'm gonna, I could sit here and pretend like, oh, I don't want to. Yeah, everyone wants to make money. Everybody wants to like own stuff and own property and give it down generations. They don't want to give their you know grandson a freaking paper bag and say, go, go F yourself. Everyone wants to make money to a certain point. But for me, if I don't believe in the First Amendment, if I'm not standing up for what I believe in, and I'm just making money at, at the behest of the opposite stance that I have, that's when it becomes a problem. And I couldn't live with myself if I did that. So I don't do it. But I'm noticing a lot of people like 2019, I knew that Trump and DeSantis were paving the way to really blaspheme the First Amendment for what I would consider a donor class in a foreign country. And ever since I've said that, I've been smeared from left wing, right wing, this, that, and I'm not knocking people. I don't hate anybody. If they passed a, a, an Italian bill where you couldn't talk about Italians in 50 different ways and it protected like Italian billionaires who own media companies, I'd say the same exact thing because I don't think these bills for Israel and like the Jewish bills, I don't think they're for my Jewish friends. I know they're not. Everybody that I'm friends with that's Jewish, they're never going to feel a single benefit from this bill. These bills are for the elites and the billionaires that happen to be that race and religion. And, you know, that's why the speech bills are being passed. But long story short, um, I started bringing this to people and I said, this bill kind of infringes on the First Amendment and it's paving the way for that. And nobody cared. That's when I realized I'm like, I'm not the same. And you know what? This is why nobody really talks shit to me that much. Some people do, obviously, but like, you know, for how much of what I'm saying, why do you think so many people don't push? Because they know I'm right. You know what I'm saying? They're like, screw anomaly, but low key. I mean, I can't prove that he's wrong because I know it's true. It's like that, you know, at what point? Yeah, make your money, run your business, sell your merch, hang out with Trump. That's dope. Hang out with Kid Rock. That's dope. But at what cost? At what cost are you going to do that? At what cost? In an election, I see everyone saying he shouldn't have been challenged. He shouldn't have been challenged. Why? Why would he not be challenged? After how he handled the last three years and two years, why would he not be challenged? It doesn't make sense, but the people are not trying to make sense. I think that they are basically just becoming the new establishment and completely just writing off their values for a safe space in what they consider the influencer world. And, you know, maybe they justify it by saying, well, at least I'm not the left. Well, at least I'm not Joe Biden. You know, there's ways to write it off. I get it. I'm not always a purist. I'm very pragmatic, actually. I know some people think like, oh, you're a purist. I'm not a purist. Like if someone gets in, I didn't really bother Trump for three years. He did some shady stuff, but I'm like, he's doing a good job. I never really, like I would say, critiqued Trump that much. I did a few things here and there I disagree with. It was the lockdowns and 15 days to slow the spread and the extension and the socialism and the money printing and the CDC communism executive orders that he signed. That's when I started reporting more against Trump because I'm a pragmatic person. I'm not like, oh, he didn't do everything I want. I'm not a purist by any means when it comes to politics. I'm a realist. I understand how the world works. And some people don't like that. They want me to be more of a purist. But to, to be honest, like life is not fair. And I get that. And if we could get like 95% fire, then I'm for it. But if our president ends in like the worst economy ever, I'm not, it was like the best economy. Now it's the worst economy. It's like, we weren't printing money. Now we were printing money. The end, the fourth quarter is what mattered. And the fourth quarter sucked and Democrats dog walked us. That's why I do this stuff. And when Democrats dog walked us into socialism, communism, and economic failure, and all of these right-wing influencers are running around saying, 
Trump shouldn't be challenged, even though he's running around media overselling the vaccine harder than Bill Gates, covering up vaccine injuries that he knows damn well about, saying he saved the world, saying he rushed the FDA, but that's fine. Why is it fine? Is it really fine? Or do you want stakes? Do you want money? Do you not want to ruin a six or seven figure business that you created for yourself? I don't think it's really fine. I just think people know the path of least resistance in the Republican Party right now is to go behind him and not say anything. Because if you say something or you ever take a journalistic stand against something that uh, the Republicans are doing, you know, they're not going to invite you and they're going to smear you to some extent. So, you know, there's losers on both sides. I'm not just saying Trump, there's loser DeSantis influencers too. But long story short, you know, it's just how I see it. And, uh, you know, I've seen it for years now. And I want to end on this note. I personally don't think that all this infighting, like some people would be like, this infighting is happening because of, you know, DeSantis. I don't think so. This infighting is happening because of Trump. No, this infighting is happening because a lot of people are not who they pretend to be. And all of this phoniness was already there, but it was easier to hide when there's not a lockdown and Operation Warp Speed and DeSantis and Trump and Democrats in power. It's easy to hide a lot of the loser activity because we're winning, winning, winning. We're all together. But, you know, it's like anybody, real tribulations show who you really are. Rather, I would say like, uh, you know, hard times really show your true character. So these are the hard times for Republicans, right? We're out of office. Two people that are very popular are dueling each other and, and battling ideas. And now a lot of people are acting insane and they're like, well, I'm acting crazy because DeSantis made me or the rendered. It's like, no, you were always that way. And now, you know, the truth is being revealed about our party and our party's kind of nuts. I'm, I, there's a lot of great people. Don't get me wrong, but it's like there's a lot of people with no principles. There's a lot of people that are just as fake as the left. There's a lot of people that don't actually have a moral compass. And if you hide it behind a character they like, they'll swing both ways without even thinking. There's a lot of hypocrites and people who have double standards who will say, this is why he's a rhino. But when Trump does it, it doesn't make him a rhino, even though he's done the same thing. You know, this is all starting to come out. And it's not because of Trump or DeSantis. It's just this is who the party's been for four years now. And I saw this, like, what do you think I thought when I'm talking to people and I say the first amendment's being infringed by Trump and DeSantis. And I, and I, and I'm weirded out that every time I talk about it, people call me far right. Cause I'm just really a free speech guy. And I was like liberal at the time. Honestly, I, I wasn't even like as conservative as I was now. I was like a liberal Trump supporter. That was like kind of conservative. Long story short, people are looking at me saying like, you're not wrong that the first amendment's being infringed on just, I don't want to talk about, I don't, it's not worth it. We got to just beat the left. Like I started, so I've already known that this is who the party was, not everybody, but so all this stuff that's happening, it's not like Trump made it happen or DeSantis made it. It's what it always was. And the hard times are showing who people really are just like lockdowns did. You know, how intelligent is somebody? No offense to Scott Adams. He already blocked me on Twitter. So whatever, but I like Scott Adams. I think he's funny. I think he's interesting. But it's like if you couldn't see through the, you know, the COVID vaccine and the lockdowns and all like, you know, and you're like, oh, it's like, how smart are you really? He's clearly very successful. He's clearly somewhat intelligent. But I think a, a big event like this really exposes who people are, where it's like, no offense. It's like the fourth quarter. It's the Super Bowl, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Everyone's on the field. Are you really as smart as you say you are? Are you really as insightful as you say you are? You know, Scott Adams says he's like a wizard and he knows like, you know, I'm a, I'm a magician or I, I'm a psychiatrist. I don't know what he pretends to be. It's like, well, the biggest event in modern history, you kind of failed on for two years and messed up. So 
Are you really who you thought you were? Not trying to knock the guy because I actually like Scott Adams and I'm, you know, I don't, I don't, I never disliked him. I just disagreed with what he was saying. But I, I feel like the pandemic exposed a lot of that too. If you're super conservative and super Republican and super based and super patriotic, but you can't see through that, then, you know, to me, I'm like, mm, that's a red flag. Or maybe it was like, maybe some people just knew certain like talking points and then you take away the talking points and now they don't know that much anymore. It's like Mike Pence. Real quick, Mike Pence got challenged by Tucker and Tucker said, you know, what about the American cities, et cetera? And then he said like, oh, that I don't care about that or whatever he said. He didn't mean to say that. Like, of course, why would Mike Pence say I don't care about America and American cities? I don't think Mike Pence meant that, but he said that because he's like an NPC. You get what I'm saying? He's He doesn't have passion when he talks. You, you don't feel it like, oh my God, Mike Pence really cares about this. He's a stiff he, he, he sounds like a car salesman who has a ruler up his behind. Like he sounds like a robot. So when Tucker challenges him with truth and emotion, he flops and says something stupid. That's how a lot of people are. Like it's easy to be like MAGA, 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 or like, yeah, you know, black people should vote Republican or like whatever the talking points are. Like, yeah, build a wall. I'm not saying you're wrong. It's just like, it's easy to say that. What's not easy is you get hit with a scheme where they're making everybody test all the time. And, and, and now they're hitting with data and saying Sweden should have locked down. And now 15 days slow spread it got, and now things are getting more difficult. It's not just like MAGA. Yeah. Democrats suck. And, and these are the events that you start to really see who's who you're like, Oh, that person gets it. That person doesn't. And I'm not saying if you messed up COVID, you're stupid. But in my opinion, it's like the more things get tricky, DeSantis runs against Trump. Trump starts overselling the vaccine. You know what I'm saying? Trump calls him a rhino for things that he did. Trump now starts parroting CNN COVID narrative. DeSantis goes over to a foreign country and passes a speech bill, but Trump did the same thing in America via executive order. Vivek comes out of nowhere and he's like everything we all want, but really when America needed someone the most, I don't know if he was anywhere to be, sound, but, but be found besides selling vaccines. And it's like, these are the times where it starts getting trickier. And I'm, as a obviously I speak a lot as a consumer. I don't listen to most Republicans. I find them boring. I find them fake. I think they're all being safe. It's, it's a scary thing to analyze everything that's going on. The safest thing you could do now is like Trump 2024 Vivex next in line. And that's what I'm going to say. Cause everybody agrees with me and Tim pool says it. And this person says it. And it's just, it's like, what? The guy who calls himself the father of the vaccine is promoting a candidate that he's quote unquote afraid of that's so good. Why would he be promoting a candidate going against him? If he's really passing Ron DeSantis in the polls, why would Trump want that? Doesn't he feel threatened by Vivek? Of course not, because he's a former bro who's probably just there to be like, get a cabinet position or get DeSantis out of the way. I don't know. I'm not saying that's like his full role, but I'm looking at all this stuff and looking at what everyone's saying. And I feel like most influencers are going with like this thing of like, if we just keep saying basic things over and over, then everyone's just going to agree with us. Similar to how with the polls of Hillary, it's like Trump has no chance. Trump has no chance. Trump has no chance. Trump always had a chance. But if they say he doesn't have a chance on loop over and over and over again, then people might think he has no chance. And then it's over. They said Hillary has 92% chance. Trump has an 8% chance. There's no way he can win. They were hoping to program you into thinking that Trump had no chance. So you stayed home and you didn't vote 
or you voted for Hillary because they told you to. So it's like I see the right wing kind of following these type of tactics now where they're all just saying stuff and it's not particularly intelligent. It's not particularly true. It's not really honest. It's not like anything impressive or real, but they're all saying it. Why are they all saying it? I'm not saying they're being paid to say it. I'm just saying it's like easy to say that. Saying that is easy. If you're going to sell merch with a guy's face on it, just say that and, and people will buy it. You know what I'm saying? It's the biggest seller. If you critically think about this stuff and start asking questions like, hey, I don't hate Vivek Ramaswamy. His rhetoric is amazing. I mean, he's saying everything everyone wants. It's awesome. I love it. But like, at least Trump did some things in office. DeSantis did some things in office. Who is this guy? Why wasn't he there during the, uh, the the COVID stuff? And here's what I'm gonna say real quick to someone saying Vivek wasn't selling vaccines. I have a, a tweet of his from 2021. I'm just, here's, here's the tweet. Hold on one second. He said, Biden says all adults will be vaccine eligible by May 1st. That's good news. Give credit where it's due. Um, he followed it up and said, it would have been even more unifying for Biden to have recognized the Trump administration's effort. Too bad it was the last opportunity. I mean, basic stuff, just saying, oh, I'm so glad. Like, But what I'm saying is this. I don't, mandates were hitting. It's not like everyone's like, oh, well, the Biden administration mandated it. Yes. So if they're mandating vaccines and all adults are getting vaccines and 20 million adults are being forced to get vaccines or they lose their job, where are his stances saying that's wrong, that's bad, we shouldn't do this? If people don't get the vaccine, that's great because that's going to stop the mandates. And if they get enough people vaccinated, we're going to be mandated forever. And people who are unvaccinated can't go on airplanes. Guys, these people are all idiots. Like T Ted Cruz in 2021 was saying, I believe in a resolution that says if you if, if you got vaccinated, you should take your mask off on an airplane. Ted Cruz was trying to do vaccination segregation on airplanes because he got vaccinated like a coward. I'm sorry, all these people are cowards. They were nowhere to be found when we needed them. They were doing status quo vaccine sales when we needed them. And now all of a sudden they're like, uh, you know, Mark Twain meets George Washington. I don't believe it. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not saying they're bad people. I'm not saying it's terrible, but actions speak louder than words. And somebody whose actions speak the opposite their entire life, and all of a sudden an election comes around, and they're saying everything I believe, but we just experienced the biggest tyrannical takeover ever. And as a man, that's all I'm going to say. I don't care if I'm a rapper. I don't care if I'm unemployed. I don't care if I have $10 million. I don't care if I'm a news analyst with a platform. I don't care if I'm a truck driver. I don't care if I still worked at an overnight stocking at a supermarket. As a man in America, when that happened, no matter what I was, whether I was a garbage man or the CEO of a multi-million dollar company, I'm taking a stand against the mandates. That's who I am. I have integrity. I'm a real man. I'm a real American. I don't have it in me to fake that. So I don't care if you're here or here, you know, and I'm, I'm not trying to make people feel bad who didn't take the stand, but that's just how I feel. And if everybody felt that way or more people felt that way, we could have nipped it in the bud earlier. So I, as, a, as a man, there's one person that truly leads me and that's God. There's one person that's really above me and that's God. Other people, yeah, they're above me in status, et cetera. But if you're not more of a man than me, if you're not more of a patriot than me, if you didn't have the integrity to take a stand against this tyranny that was going to destroy America, and in many ways did, you're not my leader. Vivek's not my leader. 
Trump's not my leader. To be honest, DeSantis is not my leader. Um, you know, I might vote for one of them, and but they're not my leader. Why would I be led by someone who's less of a man than me or someone who's less uh, more of a coward than me? I don't care if you're the president. I don't care if you're a truck driver. You know what I'm saying? This really showed I respect the truck drivers in, in Canada that took a stand and the truck drivers in Australia that I had on my show more than I respect Vivek and Trump. You know, when things mattered, Trump Tower in New York City was doing vaccine mandates and Trump wasn't even talking about it. They were just trying to gaslight you into thinking it wasn't happening by talking about the election and bragging about how great the vaccine was. People don't get why that's so messed up. Biden's mandating all this stuff. Trump Tower in New York City is doing vaccine and mask mandates. And Trump's running around Newsmax saying my vaccine saved the world. And he's not even really mentioning this stuff, barely saying anything, being like, oh, there would be no mandates. And I was in office. The pharma bro pops out of nowhere a year later. And all of a sudden he's the conservative leader when he was nowhere to be sound. I'm sorry, but I'm voting for the truck driver that said no to the mandates before I'm voting for Vivek or Trump in a primary. You know, at least DeSantis, who oversold the vaccine and locked down for a little bit, he opened way quicker. He turned the corner way faster. He opened the beaches before everyone else. He gave Newsom a run for his money. He helped open America economically with his state, Florida. Uh, you know, he turned the corner on vaccines way quicker than Trump. He fired his Surgeon General and hired Joseph Latipo. He's investigating vaccine injuries and vaccines. Like DeSantis messed up, but then he flipped it around. Trump messed up and never flipped it around. Vivek didn't do anything but talk. It's not like he has any actions to really show to. So that's all I'm saying. Actions speak louder than words. I think Vivek's a smart guy. I'm sure he's a nice guy. I'm just saying, if you weren't there from 2020 to 2021, when America needed it the most, when I'm hosting truck drivers, when nurses are facing everything, when people in my family are being told if they don't get a vaccine, they can't go to work, and you didn't have anything to say, and you didn't, that didn't inspire Donald Trump to speak about that for 10 minutes at Turning Point. He just talked about himself or Vivek, who apparently said nothing, who was in with the pharma stuff. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying you're a bad person. I don't, I'm not saying you're not worth listening to in a podcast, but like as an American, as a patriot, as a man, as somebody who does have that type of conviction, I don't look up to any man or, or leader who didn't have that type of conviction or at least can't admit their flaws. You know, DeSantis admitted if he would have had the data, he would have opened up earlier. DeSantis made a U-turn on the vaccine. I can respect a man who makes a mistake or does the wrong thing, but then flips it and will say, well, I would have done that differently. I can respect that. I can't respect a guy who keeps saying, keeps doubling down on it like Trump or a guy like Vivek, who I believe is just an opportunist. It's like he's seen an opportunity and he went for it. But in 2020 and 2021, when we needed CEOs, when we needed pharma bros on our side, when we needed people to call out the mandates, these people seem to be, in my view, working harder to push the vaccine and sell the vaccine than they were standing up against it. I consider Sarah Huckabee Sanders controlled opposition because when the South was the least vaccinated place in the country, she was on a little Southern tour in the, in the press and doing speeches telling people to get the Trump vaccine. Why would you want the South to get the Trump vaccine when the only reason the country's not completely shut down is because the South has intuition and isn't getting the Trump vaccine. And it's impossible for businesses to do their mandate if people won't get it. The South helped saved us. Ron DeSantis and his governorship helped saved us. It's not Sarah Huckabee Sanders. If everybody listened to Sarah B. Huckabee Sanders, we'd probably still be locked down. If they could have got vaccine compliance to 95% or 100%, and they could have got booster compliance to 60, 70, 80%, we would have been locked down for four years more. The only reason they couldn't lock us down is because the South rejected it. 
Ron DeSantis rejected it. And with economic, look how much money New York and California lost. They lost billions, if not almost a trillion dollars, you know, doing all this nonsense. And once they lost so much money, eventually they had to open back up. The worst thing people could have done, if I would have went to the South, I would have been like, congratulations for not caving to tyranny. You're the real hero. Because if you caved to tyranny and got the Trump vaccine like everyone else, then we'd probably be in a bigger lockdown because then corporations can lock it. Even in even in a Republican states, there were still Democrat businesses trying to push the mandates. You know, we needed Southerners to say no and everyone to say no. You know, they were crying like Ben Shapiro was crying about black people like Lathan. Black people won't get the vaccine. I mean, Louis Farrakhan, how dare him tell them not to get the vaccine? It's like, bro, I forgive Ben Shapiro too, because at least unlike Trump, he admitted his mistake or pretended to and said it was, I, who know, who knew the government and big pharma could lie? I don't know, a five-year-old? You didn't know big pharma and government could lie? But anyway, you know, he was like complaining about black people not getting the vaccine. I'm not a medical doctor and I'm not going to tell people what to do. But to me, that's like super cool. I love that black America was more hesitant. I think that that shows that they have intuition and good, uh, you know, I would say like good, good instinct. And I think that that is important as much as people talk about IQ and stuff. I don't know much about IQ. I think it's real, but it's like, you know, Asian people are so smart, but they're all compliant. You know what I'm saying? Black America was like, nah, I'm not buying it, you know? And it's, that's in my opinion, very honorable. I'm glad that the South didn't listen. I'm glad that Black neighborhoods didn't listen. That's good. You know, their intuition served them well. People say, oh, people are so dumb in the South. And, you know, it's like if you got a PhD, but you couldn't even see through the tyranny and this guy's a landscaper and he sees through it, you know, how are you smarter than that person? They saw through this and you couldn't see through it. Some people are egotistical. They think they're so smart. You know, they think they know it all and they, they really don't. So long story short, I appreciate the people who didn't listen because these are the people that really helped us. So I don't want to harp on forever. I've already lasted way longer than I wanted to, but I think it was a good chat today. I appreciate y'all. And these are conversations that need to be had because a lot of people are not having them and they're putting out very low level basic stuff. And it's just like over and over. And I know a lot of people are buying it, but I also know a lot of people aren't buying it. I know there's a lot of intelligent people. I know there's people listening. I know I meet people in person. They say, Anomaly, don't get discouraged. We're listening to you. The streets got your back. We're out here. We hear you. We agree with you. You know, And some people don't, and that's fine. I'm not here to ruin your day. I'm not here to rain on your parade. I'm not here to stop a candidate from running the election. I want to challenge our side because I don't believe that we're going in the right direction. And I think the two-party system works whether Trump's there or not based on psychological manipulation. If they can convince you that you shouldn't do anything and trust the plan or he's got your back or whatever, it's psychologically changing how you act. And that in turn is going to make the Republican Party do nothing because they don't have to. Uh, so, you know, that's all I'm trying to do. I like that Ron DeSantis is running. I like that Vivek's running. I'm not mad at him. He's got some good ideas. He's got some good stuff. I'm just curious and I'd love to have a debate or conversation with them out of the love, you know, because I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm suspicious of anybody who wasn't speaking out against mandates, Trump, Vivek, any, you know, at, maybe now they are, but like if you, if that didn't spark a, as a man in this country, like, you know what I'm saying? 2021 mandates, mandates, mandates. 
I'm not saying you're for mandates, but you don't want to put on a speech. You don't want to stand up for people. You don't want to say this is insane. You don't want like Trump. People don't realize this because they forget so easily. But like Trump was doing speeches and rallies and all this stuff. He was barely talking about this stuff. He didn't spend five minutes being like, why are they doing this to the military? Why are they doing this to nurses? Why are they doing this to the South? Why aren't they letting us travel? He didn't do that. He's like, the election was stolen. Uh, a vaccine saved the world. Uh, freedom or whatever. I mean, you can have your freedom or whatever, but my vaccine's so great, you should take it. And people are like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, bro, what planet are people living on? Excuse me. You got 20 million nurses facing uh, losing their retirement. You got police officers who work for 30 years, firefighters, lifeguards, military members. And they're being told if, if you don't get the vaccine, not only are you going to lose your job, but you're going to lose your pension. You're going to lose your retirement. You're going to lose your family. You're not going to be able to see your, your relative that's in the hospital. And you're telling me that these two people, Trump and Vivek, they didn't want to make a 10-minute speech then and say how crazy that was and speak with passion? Where were they? Trump was selling the vaccine, selling himself, running people in circles like the Pied Piper around November. I, to, to me, it's just like I can't not see that. You know what I'm saying? I wish I couldn't so I could be like all these other people. But it's like, how do you not see that? How does nobody say, how is that like a thing that, you know, and all these influencers, they're not talking about this stuff. You know, and I'm going to leave on this note. I would love to debate Tim Pool if I hadn't had such a bad experience trying to fly out to his beanie bunker and having bad customer service with his team. I'd fly out to the smelly beanie bunker and, and have a debate with him because I would smoke Tim Pool. I would smoke him in a, a debate. He's an intellectual featherweight compared to me. His analysis is that of like a child. You know, I could take a nap, wake up, smoke weed and, and destroy him in a debate. Like he's like a child compared to me. I would love to go there and prove it. I'm just not going there because I've already flown out. I've already been stranded there. His team already treated me like trash. He ignored me for two months. He's garbage. So if he hadn't done that, I'd fly out there in a second and debate him. I just don't feel comfortable flying out there because they treated me like absolute garbage the first time I went out. If not, I'd go there tomorrow or whenever he wanted and debate him. With that being said, I'm like, I'm still considering it even though I can't stand them and I think they're garbage people, but I, I, part of me wants to go out there for the country anyway. Cause it's like, dude, I could run circles around this clown. I'm listening. Like he debated Jamie, uh, no offense to Jamie. I like Jamie Mitchell, but you know, like he had a good job making her look mad and whatever. It's like, I'm not, I got, I, I got the facts, man. I, I, I've memorized all this stuff. It's all real. I could, I could do it in my sleep if I wanted. Uh, someone needs to do this stuff because the conservative media like establishment is just they're saying the same stupid crap over and over and over and over again and nobody challenges them when i challenge them it's like a light bulb oh i never heard that before oh maybe maybe you're right i never thought about that why haven't you thought of that aren't you a thinker don't people pay you to think you know say what you want about me but you know what are people listening to me for humor comedy entertainment education news analysis you know what i'm saying reporting journalism like that's your job what do you mean you never thought of it you know if you never thought of it and you're working a nine to five then i don't i don't care but all these influencers like i've never thought of that how your whole job is to freaking think and you don't think you know your whole job is to report the news and you, you never thought of this stuff it's unbelievable i want to get in there i don't even want the attention or the backlash i just want to like get a thought into these worlds red eagle patriot nice kid really nice kid he got bright future on that guy you know, we had a nice conversation slash debate. He's got the most pro-Trump audience you'll ever find. Every video is Trump, 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 Trump. 
Go read the comments on YouTube. People said, I'm voting for Trump, but Anomaly made a lot of sense. Wow, that made sense. I still like Trump, but Anomaly's right. Wow, these are good ideas. I'm not saying I ratioed them because it's all love. It's just a conversation. But like I went into a 99.9999% pro Trump, 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 Trump atmosphere. And all the people were like, damn, that's true. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to inject that into these channels so they could see an alternate thought. So they don't spend two years on a goofy loop, you know, running nowhere. So God bless you guys. Appreciate you. Have a beautiful weekend. I'll be back soon. I might do more clips like this. And, uh, Next week, we have Dr. Shiva coming on the show. I'm going to be on some Islamic YouTube channel. I think their name is Dean TV. I did it one time or The Dean Show. They're super cool. Maybe Jim Brewer's on next week. I would love to have certain politicians on. I'm working on it, and uh, that's what it is. I'm trying to bring more guests for you guys, but uh, Shiva will be on, and it should be a good conversation. And uh, I have some interesting questions for him, starting with, you know, he was one of the first people to say fire Fauci. Uh, and I think I think that's interesting to talk about because he he remembered Fauci from his, you know, for the last 20, 30 years. And he, he's definitely a, a bright thinker. So it's going to be a good, good combo with Shiva. So I think that's Tuesday. We'll see. Appreciate you guys. God bless. I'll be back soon. Dreamer podcast. Thank you for the super chat. Appreciate it. Hey, what's going on, my friends? Just a few ways to stay in touch and support if you'd like to. The first way is dreamrare.com. We have blue beanies, black beanies, pink hats, other colored hats, freedom versus tyranny shirts, stay blessed long sleeve, God is great long sleeve, and lots of more cool items coming soon. Dreamrare.com. Check out the shop to support. Everything's made in the United States. Handpicked by me. Patreon.com slash rare talk for $5 a month. You can help support me. Support the show. If you haven't noticed, unlike other channels, I don't work with very many sponsors, sometimes none at all. And part of the way I'm able to do that is with the dreamrare.com shop and patreon.com slash rare talk. So thank you guys for keeping the show free, unimpeded, uninterrupted. I'm forever grateful. My free email list is stayintouchwithme.com. So check the links below in the description or just type in on any browser, stayintouchwithme.com, all one word. You'll find my email list, put it in there, and it's the least annoying email list you'll ever be on. I barely use it because I don't like getting emailed every day or every week it's annoying so i don't do it stay in touch with me.com it helps me take back some power away from big tech telegram t.me slash dream rare chat or at dream rare chat due to censorship i post all my live stream and videos there sometimes i have some bonus content and i try to give people a heads up when facebook or youtube won't dream rare chat at telegram my instagram is at dream rare thanks for everybody following there for shorter content and dream rare links.com that's dream rare links.com has all my stuff my podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, my music on Spotify and Apple, my Rumble page, my BitChute and Gab page. All my links are found at dreamrarelinks.com. Thanks for watching, folks. God bless you. You already know I'll be back with more content soon. Appreciate you.